0: Go to shopify.com slash audioboom now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com slash audioboom.
1: We are super excited because today's episode is sponsored by BarkBox.
2: As most of you guys know, my dog Mackie loves his chew toys, but they do not last very long in our house. And that's why we love our subscription service, BarkBox.
1: BarkBox is a monthly subscription box that offers an array of themed boxes for your pup. Inside your box, you'll find toys, treats, and unleashed joy, thoughtfully designed to satisfy every dog's unique play style.
2: BarkBox has several boxes to choose from, depending on your dog's needs, such as the Super Chewer Box, which was designed to challenge and engage your pup for
1: longer-lasting
2: play. And that's what we need for Mackie. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right now you can get a free extra month of bark box which is up to a $35 value by using our link www.barkbox.com slash inhumanpod
2: so treat your dog to what they love with BarkBox. box www.barkbox.com slash inhumanpod for a extra free month of BarkBox.
1: Hey, what's up, you guys? I'm Andrea. And I'm Haley. And you're listening to Inhuman, a true crime podcast.
2: All right, so before we get into today's episode I just wanted to share about two kind of like things that are happening in the true crime community right now that both of them are driving me absolutely nuts yes. and I'm literally refreshing Google every like hour for updates <sighs> yeah and fortunately one of them there has been you know relatively consistent updates but the other one the last article was like five days ago so it's driving me nuts
1: which is unacceptable
2: yeah a hundred percent so the first one um is a 7-year-old girl named Harmony Montgomery. She has been missing since 2019, but she was just reported missing like last week in 2021. This, so this story like I cannot believe I I know Uh. well and I don't you probably haven't seen this Andrea because it literally just came out like a couple hours ago but there's some kind of updates that has kind of I don't know so as an overview basically this little girl she lived in or she was living in New Hampshire and also Massachusetts depending on the time she grew up in or as a little girl she was in foster care with her younger half-brother Jameson and at some point Before 2019, her, Harmony's biological father, who we now know is a man named Adam, excuse me, Adam Montgomery, he reconnected with her and she went into his custody. And then, and we know that happened before 20, or at some point in 2019, because in 2019, her half brother Jameson was adopted, and his dads who adopted him asked, like, Whereas Harmony and she had been reunited with her birth father. So apparently what has kind of come out is that, well, she was reported missing last week by the, it's like the division of like youth, child, and family or something like that in New Hampshire. And they basically were like, hey, we don't know where Harmony is and we haven't known where she is since 2019. And apparently the mother... Thanks, Mac. Um, <laughs> apparently, her mother, whose name is Chris Renee Sori, she had doesn't have custody of Harmony and hasn't since 2018 right. when she lost it because of substance abuse. And she basically told Jameson's adoptive fathers that she hasn't been able to get in contact with Harmony's biological father. Like, he blocked her. She can't get in contact with him. She's always worried about harmony's well-being and stuff and like there's not much she can do unfortunately i mean we saw that in uh that limited series made it's similar you know when you lose custody even if you're doing everything right like there's not much you can do
1: why is the state not following up though her father has not had custody of her the majority of her life there is protocol and they are they dropped the fucking ball the foster Big care time. system is a disaster. Yeah. Every it's system so sad. in America is a disaster. <laughs> well, yeah. That's a different tangent for a different day, though. So, <laughs> yeah. fuck.
2: But um, either way, the, I think early this morning, uh, Wednesday the 5th, sh- he was arrested and he's been charged with like child endangerment, um, second degree assault, and interference of like custodial something, basically. right? And... There's an affidavit that's come out and he is now saying that he, I think in late 2019, brought Harmony back to the mother's custody. No, he didn't. And his new wife is saying, yeah, in like October, November of 2019, he said that he was taking Harmony back to the mother and she hasn't seen him since, or she hasn't seen Harmony since. But the mother is saying she hasn't seen Harmony since Easter of 2019. So like March or April.
1: And if he did do that, he's still breaking the law because she doesn't have custody. He has to notify someone of that. Right. And he didn't. I call bullshit. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I'm definitely more leaning to the side that he's in the wrong, but
1: you also never know. Like, you never know. Yeah. You just never know. But I mean, the mom that's, is that's... in the wrong too because she lost custody of her child due to substance abuse. Yeah. So. And who knows? She
2: may have been reporting it and they may have just not been doing anything. Like, we don't know. Um, but the good thing with this case is it seems like police are on top of it there you know he was found i think he was found like sleeping in his car with his wife his new wife and like you know
1: what
2: yeah but police are on top of it he's arrested hopefully they'll get more information and as of right now when we're recording this there's still no information about where harmony is but we'll definitely update you guys if anything changes because yeah yeah we all want to know
1: Where is that little girl?
2: And there's a dedicated tip line for anybody that knows any information. I don't have the number off the top of my head, but I'll put it in the show notes. It's like a 24-7 manned tip line. So you can call in and talk to somebody. And
1: I posted it on our Instagram, too. So if you you were following us, yeah over there yeah and i think there's
2: like a $13,000 reward right now being offered for any information leading to her recovery so you know if you if you see something say something i had somebody on my tiktok comment that they saw a girl that looked like her in rhode island and they were like but rhode island's far like it's probably not her and i was like no report it because you never know not that know. far rhode island i mean isn't it's that far yeah new england like that's all in that area in the same area but it's like you just never know so report anything uh you know it'll take five minutes to call in and report it and you just never know
1: yep I agree so that's
2: that one and then the other one that is not getting the attention it should is Lauren Smith Fields and this one and this one is so
1: frustrating as fuck
2: yeah so angry so lauren smith Fields is a or was i guess a 23 year old beautiful beautiful girl she was found dead in her apartment in bridgeport connecticut connecticut mm-hmm. or new hampshire i'm getting them confused i think she was in connecticut. i think it was
1: connecticut yeah i think it was okay connecticut. i'm
2: getting them confused because they're all in the same area yeah. right now um but yeah, she was found dead in her apartment and apparently this was after she went on a date with a man from Bumble. And so far, the only description we have of the man is that he was an older white man. And the police have told Lauren's brother that they're not going to investigate him because he's a nice guy.
1: Get the fuck out. Okay.
2: You know who else is a nice guy? Ted Bundy.
1: Yeah. Like. <laughs> there's a lot of those. There's, uh. Yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Like, that's com- yeah. comedic. It is. So,
2: um, so yeah, there's pretty much no movement. And on top of that, her family has said that the police department has treated them basically like shit. Yep has not shared anything with them. Her family paid for a second autopsy because they didn't trust the first autopsy. They've gotten no information, no results. And they basically have no clue what the police department's doing. And the police department told them to stop calling. Like, they were calling to get information, and they told them to stop calling. I saw
1: that. I saw that. I was like, um, no. First of all, no. Yeah. Um, Her poor mother, like, her interview where she's crying. I know. Like, and, you know, I hate to say this, but, you know, she's a woman of color. Yep. And this is a, a tale as old as time, you know. It is. I don't know why. It, it, it absolutely drives me mad, angry, yeah. crazy. Because um, every life matters, you know. Yes. And these people matter, and she's dead, and there's no resolution.
2: No, and... Like, some people have been saying that the Bridgeport Police Department is known for kind of, like, you know, not doing the best, being a little bit corrupt, and all of that. So there's also numbers you can contact to, like, command – or to demand justice. So I'll put those in the show notes, too. And you can – and there's emails, too. And you can literally just, like, call them and say, what's going on in the Lawrence Smiths?" investigation? Put the heat on them. Yeah. Yeah. The more – the more people that contact them, like, we're not going to stop until – they investigate it properly and so the more people that reach out, the more likely that they'll they'll get their asses on it. So yeah. it just drives me nuts. There's no resolution. We don't even know her manner of death, so they haven't classified it as like homicide or what. Right. But her father has said like she never did drugs, like she was an athlete, like this it obviously was a mysterious death. Yeah. So And it's
1: been what, and two th- weeks?
2: It's been over two weeks. It's almost been a month. It was December 12th, I believe, oh when gosh. she was found. And, you know, it just recently started coming out in the news. But this is absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And it's not okay. And it just, oh, it makes me so mad. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that. Sorry for the long tangent, No, it's okay. Guys, but <laughs> I think that, you know, it's important to get this stuff out there, especially things that we can help with, um, yeah. you know, like sharing tips about Harmony or calling the police department to demand justice for Lauren because...
1: We should do that tomorrow. We should call.
2: Absolutely. I've sent emails. I haven't called yet. I need to call. Um, but it just... This needs more coverage. And it it's driving... And it's so crazy to see the difference in the two cases that are currently unfolding and obviously they're very different right and they're in different states and all of that but it's just so crazy because in harmony's case they're like on top of their shit that police department has their shit together and then in lauren's case it's like no we don't want to tell you anything sorry yeah and it's like no a woman was killed
1: there's like like more urgency when it's a child but we, yeah, you have a, a person who's deceased, and you don't yeah. care to find out what happened to that person. Like that could be your daughter, your sister, exactly. And interview the damn guy that was the last person. Yeah, that fuck saw if her. He, I don't give a rat's. F- I don't care if he was fucking Santa Claus. Like, yeah, interview that man. Get his alibi. Yeah, find out why. What happened? Where he was? Was he? Did he? Was he with her? Like.
2: Well, and I didn't say this, but we're, like, pretty sure that he's the one who called 911 when she was found unresponsive. Like, he's the one that found her. Mm -hmm. So, like, why the hell is he not being investigated? I don't care. He might be innocent, but investigate him.
1: Or at least say we question him. Right. He's clear. we're looking into it. Don't say, he's a nice guy. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Like, that's not going to be um, accepted well by the publics. Or. No, oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but that doesn't fucking matter.
2: Yeah. So, oh, anyway, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get off my soapbox <laughs> now and let you tell your story.
1: Speaking of nice guys, no, I'm just kidding. Um, oh god. Um, well, first of all, I want to give a thank you and a shout out to Lexi for requesting this case. Um, I feel Ooh. like somewhere else someone requested this case, but I couldn't find. Any other names anywhere? Okay. But I am covering the disappearance of Jamie Kloss. Okay.
2: I saw you write this on our case sheet, <laughs> and it sounds so familiar, but
1: I cannot... You will know. You will... Okay. When I give you the details of what happened to her and, like, some of the weird things that this fucker did to her... Um, you're gonna know. You're gonna know.
2: Okay, yeah, because it it sounds so familiar, but I could not figure it out, and I didn't look it up because I didn't want to like yeah. spoil the episode yeah. for myself. Um, but yeah, thank you,
1: Lexi, for suggesting this yeah. because I'm I'm excited to hear this case. Well, you know, not excited. But... Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's a more recent case. It happened in 2018. So, oh wow. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just like wanted to to do a case that's been closed and. There wasn't like, you know, a death. Well, I mean, there kind of is, but kind of a happy ending, I guess you could say. Okay, I like that. I'm just like vibing with that because, you know, pregnancy brain. Okay.
0: Selling a little or a lot. (laughs) Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
3: And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.
1: So let's dive right in. On October 15, 2018, 13-year-old Jamie Kloss was abducted from her barren Wisconsin home. Wisconsin is a hard word for me to say, so I might stumble over that a couple times. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Who was the perpetrator, you ask? Well, that would be the slimy, grotesque, 21-year-old Jake Patterson. Okay. So Patterson, who was working as a temp at the Saputo Cheese Factory in Almina... I think that's how you say all that. I'm sorry. That is so Wisconsin. A yeah, cheese factory. I know.
3: <laughs> I love <laughs> Same it. Same
1: thing. I love <laughs> cheese. So thank you, oh, Wisconsin, yeah, for too. all your cheese. Um, which was in Wisconsin, where he lasted two days. So that oh. tells you anything. Um, when he got his first glimpse of the green-eyed, strawberry blonde middle school student who boarded the bus that October morning, and instantly he became obsessed with her. Oh, no. Yeah. So, he's 21. She's 13. That's disgusting. He later told investigators once he saw Jamie, he knew right away that she was the girl he was going to take. <gasps> so, I guess he, like, had this plan in his head, in his mind of abducting a girl. What and, unfortunately, fuck? it was her. Yeah. That's so disgusting. So, he was, like, on his way to his job and was behind her bus as she was getting onto her school bus. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's so fucking creepy. Yeah. It's... That's scary because that's really all it it takes.
2: Yeah. (sighs) Okay.
1: My children are never going anywhere. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) So, he had actually made a couple of other attempts to kidnap Jamie, but he kind of, like, chickened out... Excuse me. Due to, like, various circumstances. Like, one time, I think they had, like, company over um another time like the lights were still on so he kind of like chickened out um but by the third time he came better prepared oh so he took his father's 12 gauge mossberg shotgun which is a fairly common weapon he believed would be hard to track oh
2: okay but wait aren't can't you, you track all
1: of them yeah, but I it, because, I guess because, like, shotguns are, you know, a dime a dozen, I guess. Oh, okay. Um, it's not like a handgun. Like, I think you do have to, I don't know. I, I don't know the rules exactly because, like, it, they've changed over the course right. of, you know, the years. Um, As far as, like, reg- having to register every gun that you have. But right. I think at one point in time, like, hunting rifles, shotguns, things you hunt oh. with didn't have to necessarily...
2: Right, because like, for a sport, it's not, like, a, yeah. a handgun. Okay, I, that makes I sense. I may be
1: wrong on that, though, so... Okay. Don't quote me, but... But he thought that was his thought process behind yeah, taking like, that. Like, oh, okay. like, so many people
2: have this, like, they're they're right. not going to trace it back to me. Which, like, makes sense if they're just looking at the type of gun, but if they could get, like, a serial number or whatever. But yeah. also, I don't know anything about guns, so <laughs> I could be completely wrong.
1: Yes, every gun does have a number, so okay. they, they are... But you have to have... The gun. Oh, to be able to... To be able to trace where it was purchased at. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Little okay, makes tip from me, the gun enthusiast. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not a gun <laughs> Yeah, I know nothing
2: about guns at all. So anytime we talk about them, I'm like, say what?
1: I know nothing. <laughs> and I know a little bit. I know a little bit. Yeah, I'm not you like know a, more than me. I'm not like a pro or anything. <laughs> um, he also grabbed half a dozen shotgun shells. He then put on gloves and wiped... The shells and the gun, the prints off of it. So,
2: yeah, he, like, knows what he's doing. Yeah.
1: He also shaved his face and his head so he would leave no forensic evidence. That grosses me out so
2: much when, like, criminals know to do shit like that.
1: Yeah. That's, uh, super premeditated and super in-depth and just... Put, put that effort into something else that's, like, Yeah, better. put
2: that effort into, like, being able to keep a job for more than two days. Yeah. You clearly, like, your brain clearly works to yeah. some extent. Like, yeah. maybe use that to be productive to to society.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. but no. And at one point, he stole the plates from a parked car and then switched them with his own. Again, thinking... He also disconnected his car's dome light to help conceal his appearance. And, and this is, like, so chilling, he cut the cord that could unlock the trunk from the inside. Oh, no. Yeah. So, shortly before 12.53 a.m., Patterson parked his car at the end of the driveway. He was wearing a black coat and a ski mask, and he approached the front door of the home carrying the shotgun. Jamie which is the the young girl was asleep in her bedroom when her dog molly started barking oh i know
2: (sighs) my uh my family's
1: first dog was named molly really a
2: little maltese
1: i see molly being a maltese for some reason like right i don't know if she is yeah
2: (laughs) our molly my mom got her like when she was working and so Aww. she had her when she married my dad and when we were growing up and she lived to be like 16.
0: Oh
1: wow that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah
2: yeah so we I had her I think until I was like 10 when she passed away or something around Aww. there um but yeah that was my first dog Molly. <sighs> that's what I pictured when I was
1: like researching right? this I was like Molly's a Maltese isn't she? Yeah it totally seems like A little it. white dog yeah. Yeah. So Molly started barking which alerted Jamie and she actually got up and saw the car in the driveway and thankfully hurried to wake her parents. Oh wow, okay. Which I I feel like that's pretty I don't know if I would do that. I mean, maybe I would have I don't know, at 13, I might have just been like and like went back to sleep. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at 13 and not being like
2: not being like a crime junkie at 13, yeah. I probably wouldn't have
1: freaked out uh, and called yeah. someone's after you. <laughs>
2: yeah like i might have in the morning said like oh did you see that weird car in the driveway but i yeah. wouldn't like go and wake them up i feel like unless somebody was like coming up to the house right
1: so her father james headed for the front door jamie and her mother denise decided to hide in the bathroom oh they, my god so they were like they were like on alert yeah wow I, and i don't know if they like saw him walking up because he was dressed in all black he had like a okay, mask yeah but they actually locked and barricaded the bathroom door with the cabinet drawer. Wow! And they got into the bathtub and closed the shower curtain. Oh my god! So James, he shined a flashlight out the front window. So like they had a you know a front door, and then right beside the door was like their big kind of like family room window, like okay, two yeah, two windows side. I by can side. picture that, yeah. yeah. And he sh- so he shined the light out the the front window near the door and Patterson um, was standing there and he asked him to show him his badge. I guess he maybe thought he was a police officer. I don't really know why he asked okay. that. And I also read in differing reports that um, Patterson yelled either open the fucking door or get on the ground to Jamie's father. Oh. Um, but either way, her father didn't do either of those things, and unfortuna- unfortunately, Patterson shot James through the window with the 12-gauge shotgun. Oh, my God. Yes. So, Denise and Jamie heard the shotgun, and they immediately called 911, okay. and Patterson proceeded to shoot the front door, allowing himself into the home, and he began clearing the house to make sure there were no other witnesses left behind. Wow. Wow. So, shortly after, the call came in to the Barron County Dispatch, which was only three miles from the Kloss family home. Wow. Three freaking miles. No one spoke on the other end of the line, but dispatchers did hear screaming and other commotions, and one dispatcher actually returned the call and got Denise's voicemail. Okay. So, they were able to, like, trace the call. Okay, I have
2: a question. Okay. You might not know the answer to this, but can't they determine location just from a call, from a nine one one call? Or is that not a thing?
1: They can, but it it's not always precise and it's not always oh, instant. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I see. So what that's you're why they, they they'll ask like, you know, what's your location? Right. And people are always like, Why do they ask that? Like, get somebody out there, right, You know. Right. But it's because it's not always precise and it's not always instant. Okay. Especially that makes if you sense. live like in the, you know, the boonies like
2: Right. Yeah. That that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, Patterson eventually got to the bathroom and he tried to break down the door and he failed. But after ramming the door with his body several times, he did, unfortunately, break into the bathroom where he found Jamie and her mother. Patterson demanded that Denise duct tape Jamie's mouth and then he proceeded to duct tape her hands and feet. Oh my god. He then, I guess I should have gave a trigger warning before, but I'll just go ahead and give another one. Or I'll give an initial one, um, even though he already shot her dad. But he then pointed the gun at Denise and turned his head, pulling the trigger and killing Jamie's (gasps) mother as well. He clearly did not want to murder people.
2: Like, it seems like he didn't go into this intending to murder people. He just wanted to take Jamie. I think he did okay. intend
1: to murder them, but I think he didn't realize what he was signing up for, especially right. shooting a woman, you know? Because right. that's, like, a little bit different than shooting a man, I think, for some people. yeah. Um, and it's like he he only did that because
2: he probably saw that was the only way he could abduct Jamie. Yeah,
1: because he, he went in there with the intent of... Leaving right. no witnesses behind. So, right. But it's not
2: like that was, he wasn't like, oh, I want to go murder people. He was like, I want to abduct this girl. I need and to this do girl. That. Whatever okay. it takes.
1: Exactly. That's fucked. Yeah. So, after this, he dragged Jamie outside, almost slipping on the blood from her father, and he placed her in the trunk of his car and drove away. This part kills me. The police arrived four minutes after the 911 call oh my god yeah four freaking minutes man so he was in and out of there pretty fucking quick that's
2: like especially the fact that he like had her duct tape tape jamie and then he shot her like you think that'd take longer than four minutes but yeah and i'm
1: sure to jamie it probably felt like an eternity but like four minutes seems like no time to me at all yeah so he's driving away 20 seconds into his getaway, Patterson actually stopped for the blinking lights and the blaring sirens from the police. Oh, my gosh. And a deputy actually saw his Ford Taurus yielding to the passing squad cars. Which is, like... Freaking sinister and
2: smart as fuck because you don't want to get in trouble for not yielding.
1: Right. You don't want to look suspicious, like it's yeah. late at night, like you're driving away from whatever's right. going on at this house, you know. Right. Oh jeez. I know. And he did all those things like, you know, switch the tags and cut the dome light and all that stuff. So at the Closs home, deputies discovered around one AM Jamie Closs's or Jamie Closs was missing and both her parents had been seemingly murdered. And they actually issued an Amber Alert across the state of Wisconsin, because remember, she's only 13 years old. Yeah, good. So they're pretty like on it. That's good. Patterson then took Jamie to his family cabin, which was located in Gordon, Wisconsin, which I believe was like I can't remember if it was thirty or ninety miles. I know that's like a big difference, but it was kind of like the neighboring town. Okay. Detectives immediately began to search for the missing thirteen-year-old. A week after her disappearance, a local sheriff requested two thousand volunteers to help search for Jamie, which was about the equivalent of two-thirds of the population of Barron, where Jamie lived, because it was oh, wow. a small town. You know, yeah. Like it was, you know. Midwest, small town, no crime, all that stuff. Yeah, The FBI pled for more help in finding her as hundreds of tips poured in. Investigators were, you know, not only trying to find out where Jamie was, but also what led to her parents' death. Because, I mean, at that point, they didn't know anything, you know. They they didn't know if she was involved, like, if it was a robbery gone wrong. Like, they had no idea. Because, like I just said, it was a small town. This kind of thing did not happen there. Yeah. So on October 24th, Jamie's aunt, Jennifer Smith, pleads with the public and with whoever, you know, did this um, to please contact the sheriff's department. She sent a message out to her niece, quote, Jamie, we need you here with us to fill a hole we have in our hearts. We all love you to the moon and back, and we will never stop looking for you. Your dog Molly is waiting for you. Oh, she's sleeping in one of your sweatshirts. So maybe she's not a (laughs) Maltese. Um, and the FBI also offered up a $25,000 reward for information leading to Jamie's location. Okay, a few days later, on October 27th, Jamie's parents are laid to rest. And this funeral was attended by not only loved ones, but strangers alike. Like, tons of people. Like, the whole community was affected by this. Yeah. And as you can imagine, this case swept the area and the nation when it occurred. And I do remember hearing about it in the news. I didn't know, like, all the details. Right. um, Necessarily, but I do remember hearing about this girl that had gone missing and both her parents had been killed. So, back at the cluttered cabin... Patterson was holding Jamie in. He had burnt Jamie's pajamas that she was wearing that night in the basement fireplace, along with all the duct tape and his gloves that he was wearing. Wow. Yeah. He also had Jamie change into his sister's pajamas, because it was, you know, their family cabin. Right. He would um, force Jamie... Now, this is the part that I feel like might trigger your memory a little bit um he would force jamie to stay under his bed and he would block her in with like weights laundry bags suitcases all kinds of stuff um anytime like visitors would arrive or if he ever left the house okay i am i am starting to remember this yeah and then on saturdays when his father would visit he would turn up the bedroom radio to muffle her movements and i said ariel castro vibes anyone because that's what that freaking screamed to me yeah i'm wondering if you like
0: selling a little or a lot (laughs) shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business
3: And here's the best part your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to trylifemd.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com.
1: You know, very well could have. Took a little whatever. Yeah. From Castro that's disgusting which if you guys haven't listened that was like how we started our podcast with the ariel castro kidnappings the cleveland, cleveland cleveland kidnappings yeah and he would do that turn up the music when he would have people over or any
2: i mean he like had the music on literally all the time i feel like
1: yeah it was like a torture
2: yeah thing fucking disgusting yeah you guys should go listen to that it's the first 12
1: episodes of our podcast yeah and it's insane and it has a happy ending so patterson also later claimed that he slept in the same bed as jamie but was too guilty to have sex with her due to the fact that he killed her parents but he was very sexually attracted to her and did want to have sex with her
2: that's just disgusting on so many levels
1: yeah like you're 21 she's 13 you killed her parents you kidnapped her she doesn't want to be there you're ugly and disgusting. Just going to put You're that out there. You're keeping her under your bed. You're making her sleep on... Un- or, yeah, lay under your bed. Oh, that's board disgusting. Board it up, basically. So instead, they would play board games together. <laughs> what the fuck is this guy's problem? She's 13. I mean, you know, at 13, I probably... I was... I, I love board games. So I was definitely probably playing board games. But this is just telling of, like, you know, her yeah. age and stuff.
2: Yeah. But at least... I mean... As much as it's awful and disgusting, at least he didn't do anything. Exactly.
1: At least they were just playing board games, yeah. Yeah. But he did tell investigators um, that he would keep her in line by yelling and hitting the walls. And there were two times specifically when he noticed that she had tried to get out from underneath the bed that he repeatedly warned her. That if she tried to escape, bad things would happen to her. And during one particular outburst, Patterson actually struck her really hard on the back. And sometimes he would make her stay under the bed for as long as 12 hours with no food, no water, and no access to the bathroom. Oh, my God. Again, Castro vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Patterson rarely let Jamie out of the cabin and when he did it would be for like a brief walk in the lawn after he like double checked no one was around because the neighborhood that it was in like I guess everyone owned like cabins they were like seasonal type things so there wasn't a lot of people that like lived there throughout the year and it was right you know the middle of the winter right on the morning of January 10th Patterson was heading out to apply for a job at a local um, liquor distribution warehouse. Okay. He told Jamie he was going out for a few hours and did his typical routine of putting her under his bed before boxing her inside with his belongings. And I imagine, you know, like with the weights and stuff, it was probably like really difficult for her to actually try to move anything. So that's probably why, like, you know, she didn't. But this particular day would be different. Heck yes. Jamie decided then and there she was done being held captive and she made a decision. She shoved the bins and the weights with all her might away from the bed and crawled out from under the two and a half feet that separated the mattress from the floor. Wow. You go girl. I know. She was in her PJs and she put on some of Patterson's shoes. Um, and it actually said, like, her shoes were on the wrong feet because she's probably like, get me the fuck out of here. I don't care. Right. <laughs> Just put oh these fucking shoes on. Yeah. Um, when she walked out of the door into the snowy terrain, because it's Wisconsin. It's January. I'm sure there's tons of the yeah. around. And thank God. Thank the good Lord above because Jamie saw a woman, a woman walking her dog in the neighboring driveway. Oh my god. The woman was Jeannie Nutter and she typically would not have been there that time of year. It was just a random coincidence. And once Jamie was close enough to Jeannie, she recognized her right away from all the news reports and it immediately took her to another neighbor's house. Wow. Which is smart. You know, you don't want to be yeah. in your house. Yeah. Um Jamie told her, I'm lost, I don't know where I am, and I need help. Oh, I know. 13! And she seemed like a very young, innocent 13, you know? Yeah. So the police, of course, were promptly called. Jamie told them Jake Patterson was the person that killed her parents, took her, and had been keeping her prisoner just a few houses away from, the, from her current location in the neighborhood. So the two neighbors that were there, described Jamie as calm, quiet, dazed, and surprised, or, and she was surprised that they recognized her from news coverage. Oh, wow. I guess she didn't think anyone was looking for her, like, she didn't think, because her parents were, you know, like, Yeah. So sad. So deputies pulled up to the house just before sunset at 4.43 p.m. Jeannie stated that she was nervous that Jamie's abductor would find them, and she didn't feel safe, which I completely understand that. Yeah. And Patterson did arrive back shortly to the cabin and he noticed right away that Jamie had escaped and he began looking for her. So he went outside, he saw her footprints, um, and he got into his car to drive around to start looking for her. Oh, wow. Okay. But he did not make it very far. Two sergeants then stopped the Taurus. One ordered Patterson to put his hands up, and then they opened the door. Jake Patterson identified himself and said he knew what this was all about. And then he blurted out, I did it. <laughs> oh,
2: my God.
1: Yeah. So, Jamie Closs was admitted to the hospital under guard, you know, thankfully. Yeah. yeah. The next morning, she was released into the custody of her aunt, Jennifer Smith, which was the same one that made the statement um, on right. the news. Patterson was, of course, arrested and charged with two counts of first-degree intentional homicide, one count of kidnapping, and one count of armed burglary on January 14th, 2019, with Bell set at $5 million cash. Thank goodness. <laughs> on March 27th, he pled guilty to the two counts of intentional first-degree homicide and the one-count of kidnapping and a judge actually agreed to drop the armed burglary charge which i guess i get he wasn't there to do that i mean yeah um and he had surprisingly he had no previous criminal history in wisconsin um which doesn't really make a big difference i mean people commit crimes and then they never do anything ever again so it's not not a big deal i
2: feel like especially this one like He just became, like, fixated on this girl, Mm -hmm. and then he, like, went into this whole criminal, like, mindset.
1: Right. Like, he couldn't, like, not that he couldn't stop himself, because he definitely could have, but, like, it was, like, a sick obsession that he needed to fulfill. Right. So, during the trial, Jamie uh, wrote a victim impact statement that was read at the sentencing hearing by her lawyer. She said, quote, He tried to steal me. And he didn't care who he killed or who he hurt. He thought that he could own me, but he was wrong. I was smarter. He thought he could control me, but he couldn't. He could never take away my spirit. He thought he could make me like him, but he was wrong. (laughs) Hell yes. That yeah. reminds me
2: so much of Michelle Knight's victim statement. I thought in- the same thing. Oh same my gosh. Yeah. That's amazing. She is amazing. Yeah.
1: For 13, like, you go, girl. Damn. Yeah. yeah. So Jake Patterson said he would do absolutely anything to take back what he did before he was sentenced. He said, Ugh, quote, bullshit. I would die to bring them back. I don't care about me. That's bullshit you would not and he said this through tears during his sentencing trial which i yeah i bet you're tooting that horn because you're regretting because yeah. guess what you're going to fucking jail <laughs> yeah you're going to prison he was sentenced to the maximum of two consecutive life sentences in prison without the possibility of parole Hell for yes. the murders plus always love when they do this plus an additional 40 years for the kidnapping
2: that's amazing so
1: they're like just in case you live two life sentences we're giving you 40 more fucking years yeah you should that's amazing yes and one last little tidbit of information that i wanted to include before i close out this case um is that while jamie was in captivity police were actually called to her home Via motion-activated cameras, um, there was a man in a skull cap who had broken into Jamie's home through a patio door. Law enforcement officials ordered the man to come out with his hands up. The man concedes he had broken into the home and stolen various items. In his coat pocket, a sergeant finds several things, including a small pink tank top and girls underwear oh god the man is identified as kyle i don't know i say janky because that's what he is he's fucking janky but it's (laughs) j-a-e-n-k-e yeah janky (laughs) yeah um he was 32 and he lived in cameron wisconsin um they asked janky how many items he took and he stated three or four including some underwear that he believed belong to jamie that's fucking sick yes so by all accounts jamie is doing well she's living with her aunt she loves to dance she's as happy as she can be to have gone through what she's gone through so happy ending you know under really strenuous unfortunate circumstances um but good resolution assholes in prison forever and she was set free. So, yeah.
2: Did she get to reunite with Molly?
1: I assume so. And I forgot to include this. Um, so, Hormel, you know, like the food brand. Yeah. Uh, which was the parent company of Jenny O, which is where her parents actually worked, uh-huh. announced on January 24th that they would grant 25, a $25,000 reward to Jamie for rescuing herself.
2: Oh, that just yeah. gave me chills. Oh, my God. I that's amazing.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I know. Such a happy ending for such an unfortunate, like, terrible story. But... Yeah. Jamie that could is have ended so much worse. ...driving, and she's doing as best as she possibly can under the circumstances. Yeah. So, Wow, yeah. what a badass little girl. Yeah, for real. Like, to have the balls to... Escape your captor. And she was in captivity for 88 days. Wow, that's a long-ass time. Yeah. I mean, it is. It really is. Good for her. That's amazing. Yeah. So, again, thank you, Lexi, for requesting this case. I hope I did it justice, and um, I hope you guys enjoyed it, because it's... Yes, I one love that you that can one. actually say you can enjoy. That makes me so fucking happy. Yeah. And I will, of course, you know, post pictures of... Jamie and Shitstain and their, the house that she was taken from, the house that she was yeah. kept in captivity, all of the things on our Instagram, which is at Inhuman underscore podcast. Um, I'll post on our Facebook, which is Inhuman, a true crime podcast. Uh, you guys can keep sending in case suggestions. We have a ton of them, though, <laughs> um, that we're slowly making our way through. So,
2: yeah, but keep sending them our way yeah. if you have ones.
1: Yeah. And also send in listener
2: stories because yes. we've, we've gotten some more and we want to do more episodes of those. So if you guys want to keep hearing those, be sure to send in your listener stories.
1: Yes, those are so fun. Well, yeah. most, most of the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes there's some doozies, but yeah. But thank you guys so much for listening. And until Monday, hope you have a good weekend and keep it human. Bye.